If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesco, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. The friend zone. This is the friend zone. I'm Dustin Ross, and here's the news that you can use. First up, Georgia teen who was temporarily suspended for taking a photo of that crowded high school hallway says that he has been receiving death threats. He also says in a statement, fuck a threat. I already been in that hallway. (laughs) Okay. So he ain't worried. (laughs) Next, Meek Mill attempted to help get rapper Jewel Santana an early release from prison saying that the only dip setting that the dip set rapper Jules was going to be doing was from dentures to glue to gums. Um. And finally, (laughs) scam allegations against Christian entrepreneur Dana Chanel are mounting as many come forward with stories of trifling ass behavior from Miss Chanel, who has responded by issuing a statement to our daily bread saying, Dana Chanel, so the bag is as well. Fuck y'all. So she's just didn't come out with it. Okay. Really? Oh <laughs> I can already tell what kind of week it's going to be. Just based off Welcome that. to the friend zone. Your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and hygiene. Because we don't want no musty brain. Hey, friend. How you doing? I'm amazing. I love when you take yourself out. <laughs> right. And he almost didn't make it, which almost took me out. <laughs> How are you guys? Doing I feel like she just week? in step. I'm feeling real good. How y'all doing? Better than Dana Chanel's ass. How y'all doing? <laughs> Shit, better now. It's a new week, I'm a new amazing. day. Before we jump in, I know there's some announcements that have to be made. So please, let's open up the space for that. <laughs> your face. Wait, let me see what your you know. name is. DJ Tracy? Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to wait the, for that the one. The white one. The white <laughs> one. But anyway. So, you know, I want to give a huge thank you to, first of all, Bravo for giving me the opportunity, but to also everyone else who tuned into the Instagram live session that I was able to conduct with Ashley Darby from the Real Housewives of Potomac. She is an OG of the franchise. Thank you so much. She's an OG of that franchise. And just from the moment that uh, we started our chat, she was really, really warm, um, great personality, and we just had good chemistry and conversation. So all my friends were in the comments showing me so much love, and it really made my heart warm and also sharpened my tools because I was focusing, you know? (laughs) And so... 
it was just great. So shout out to Ashley, shout out to Bravo. And actually, I'll be back on live this Wednesday. So by the time everybody hears this, um, Wednesday night at 8 p.m., I'll be back on uh, my Instagram live in conversation with Monique Samuels from the Housewives Ooh. of Potomac. So me and Monique will be going live this Wednesday at 8 p.m. So I hope to see all of you lovely people there in the chat but shout out to bravo that's the kind of work i love this doing, is so, so perfect it's like perfect thank you i tweeted I'm bravo so i was like we want to <laughs> see dustin ross on your channel <laughs> no <laughs> honestly you, bring on that bravo talk show, come on man it. like i know it's your dream so i'm i'm like let's yes. all put our energy towards making this shit pop off it was great watching you two have that conversation. Like the natural chemistry and watching you in your element is always amazing. Like the first time we met, you were in your <laughs> element. So always seeing you in that mode is always great to watch. So Thank kudos you to you, me. man. I had to write them questions, man, and Bravo approved them. They didn't give me any feet like pushback. They kind of gave me free reign to ask what I wanted. Yes. So I just it was it was a great. You did a great so. job with those questions. And you're you're genuinely into these shows. You know what I mean? Thank so you, it's like they're gonna get the best questions out of you. You genuinely watch this stuff. You want me to tell you how crazy life is though? Mm-hmm. So let me tell you, we were scheduled to go live at eight o'clock. Monique was actually gonna go live um with us, but we had to separate her interview because she had personal circumstances going on. Mm-hmm. And so Right before we were scheduled to go live at 8 o'clock, I took my trash out um, at about 7, 11 p.m. I had already done a check-in with Bravo at 7 p.m. that everything was up and ready. You know, we were ready to go. Long story short, I locked myself out of my Stop it. Oh. At, uh, at, yes, it's about 7, 16 p.m. Oh, my God. My heart. Called a locksmith. <laughs> the locks, right. So I'm panicking. You all know how serious of course. I take this shit. So I'm panicking. So... I call a locksmith. Um, they're like with a really shitty attitude. They're like, you know, 25 minutes. That's the fastest we can be there. So I'm like, God damn. By that time, they would have arrived at 756, but I had to do what I had to do. So I called, I contacted um, my uh point of contact at bravo let them know what was going on they were more than accommodating like don't even worry about it just get yourself back in blah 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 so my building super just happened to be walking across the street as i'm waiting for the locksmith to come in he's like yo are you in trouble you need some help i'm like yeah i locked myself out so long story short he was able to let me back into wow. my apartment wow get in here the live is scheduled for 8 30 literally sit down have everything set up bravo's already on board we're 8 30 we're rolling at 8.28, I sat in front of my laptop, and the chair literally collapsed from underneath What me, the hell? Knocked, knocked over the water that I had on the table, spilled water all over my shirt. So that blue shirt I was wearing was not the shirt I intended to oh wear. That was the first shirt that I saw that I had to grab in order to be on time for that eight. So I hurried up and reassembled the chair and just hit it with the strength of... of, of Ooh, I don't even know, but I hit that chair so hard to put it back together and literally just prayed about it and sat down and uh, pressed live at 8.30 and we had a great interview. Holy literally, shit. Wow. Up until the moment, it was pure chaos. So. Well, we didn't see any of that. Right. Ooh. It was a, a lot a, going. Literally, 8.28, y'all, that happened to me. I was a like, true oh, professional. My God. A true professional. So. I mean, crazy, that's preparation because you know that lifestyle is chaotic, so you got to be... On oh it, God. it's like ninja training, how we call I it. Okay, never so, but we're gonna do it again Wednesday. So, I'll see y'all Wednesday. We'll be there, yes. everybody listening. Thank make you. sure you tune in. Dustin's IG is look at Dustin, and we will be there in the comments <laughs> supporting our brother. 
Thank you. I love y'all. <laughs> love you too. That's so that's so bomb. I also want to thank HBO. You know their new show, Lovecraft Country. Have y'all been seeing the tweets for it yes. and the promo? Yes, and I cannot wait to watch it. Looks like it's gonna be amazing with Journey. Incredible. Smiley, yes, Journey with Bell. Journey. With, right, and and they had a virtual screening for it last night, and it was incredible. I'm so thankful that HBO sent that my way. So I got to, you know, get a sneak peek of the first episode, and y'all are in for a treat. I feel like HBO was just on it. Like, yes. they're kind of unstoppable I because I may destroy you, obviously insecure. Like, they're just on it, on it with all this incredible black talent and black storytelling. Yes. So excited that they have that out for us. Um, it uh, airs on the 16th, so definitely make sure and catch that. But I had to thank HBO for that preview. It also was interesting to have like a virtual screening. I was like, yeah. our lives are really changing out here. <laughs> like, and Fran, that's right up your alley. Too. <laughs> I mean, hello, I, I was on my couch with my blanket like this is perfect. <laughs> Sitting cozy, okay. Cozy Bay at it again, so... Thank you to Bravo. Thank you to HBO. We are out here. So with all of that being said, I have a black business for you guys. And Santi, you're going to be very excited about this one. Because it's the blackest. <laughs> Not only is it the blackest, but it's the blackest anime. Ooh. Are you ready? I, I knew you would be black. happy. Let's go. <laughs> so Thandiwe Malali is a young black independent animation producer, writer, and illustrator based in Johannesburg, South Africa, who is actively carving out a unique space in the country's fast-growing animation industry. She's actually going to be... This is going to be the first independent black woman-owned animation studio in all of South Africa. Wow. Is that not incredible? Levels. That's dope as Levels. hell. And Thandiwe is actually what I consider her like a baby sister because she has been to all of my wellness retreats. <laughs> she says, yes. And I remember when we had our retreat that was based on creativity, like that was what the activation was about. We came together to activate all of our goals. And this was something she said was her plan. So to see it come together where now she's crowdfunding for their first project. And it's the an African mythology-based show. It's called Sola. And it's the first development in their Afro-anime short film series. And it's a 22nd century South Africa to be brought to life through an ambitious crowdfunding initiative, which is where we come in. As soon as I saw her talking about it, I was like, oh, I'm going to amplify it on our show Y'all already Absolutely. know how I feel about it being an ecosystem. And the fact that I saw her talking about this years ago and watching her bring it to life is inspiring for all of us. You know what I mean? So the to follow and donate to make Sola happen, Sola is spelled S-O-L-A, the crowdfunding initiative, you can visit studioyezi.co.za. That's S-T-U-D-I-O-Y-E-Z-I dot co dot za and i'm so excited for her i thought of you asante i was like oh this is great <laughs> the whole time i'm so sorry i promise you i was paying attention but i was like googling her name and everything the whole time like 
I'm not <laughs> like you're not gonna just say what you just said at the end. So yes, I'm here and I'm Isn't donating. That's so great. That's dope as hell. I That's love dope. that. She did the work too, so she deserves all this support. If she's put those many years into this project and not giving up and gotten it to this point, like it's it's actually an honor to support somebody like that. And it's beautiful to watch. Like she's been posting. Let me see if I can show you guys this image from behind the scenes. See them in the studio, the black women mm, yes. with their braids. With like, their I'm mask. just like, and this is dope. <laughs> right? With their masks, their braids, their cute clothes. There's just fly ass women coming together, working on this project and bringing it to life. And I love that it's animation. I love that it's black women owned in South Africa. So, definitely. If it's something that you're interested in, if you you know how we do, if you can't afford to donate, at least share the information for those who can. And then D-Way, this is awesome to see, awesome to watch. And I cannot wait, cannot wait to press play on this project and just remember watching you talk about it at the Activation Tour. So that's it for this week's Black Business. Damn, that was a really good one, Fran. I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm excited for her, man. This is huge for everyone, though. I told her, too. I was like, are you sure it's only in South Africa? What if you're, like, the first black woman-owned animation studio in the world? Like, right. I don't know. I'd have to do the research on that. But I was like, you might have to change that PDF. Okay. She's <laughs> right. Update them credentials on them. Okay. Update those credentials. So that's <laughs> our black business. <laughs> Dustin's doing the Who show. Run the world? <laughs> so, with that being said, are you guys ready to jump into this week's recap segment? Yeah, I am. Oh, yeah. So, last week's episode titled Mima Has No Say, we discussed Sabon Fusome's The Spirit of Intimacy. What role does spirit, if any, your life's purpose and community of friends play in the partners you decide to be with? That's what we discussed. And as always, those of you listening had a lot to say. Who stood out to you, Asante? I want to give a shout out in the emails. Don't forget to email us at the network.com. I see an email here from Rad. And the subject is glorif- glorification of African spiritual customs. And Rad says, my comment is about the episode African spirituality. A thing that irks many of us Africans that live slash have immediate family living in the continent is the fetishizing of grouping, excuse me, the fetishizing and grouping of African spiritual customs. So I appreciate Fran being clear that this is a form of culture from Burkina Faso. I just want to give a perspective of the practice practice as it stands today. Growing up in Yoruba in the UK, we saw that marriage was a community event evolving a lot of traditional practices. Many of our parents and their parents were in arranged marriages, with some of them going up in flames. Dustin makes a very great point. Relying on someone else to decide who is right for you is a recipe for disaster. Most often for women in the community, it's a matter of security than compatibility. Today, most of us are free to choose partners, but tradition remains and certain criteria, often financial, have to be met along with approval from family members. Keep up the great work. So shout out to Rad for giving us perspective and for uh, giving props to Fran for doing that. Because I know sometimes people always be like, when you say Africa, specify or, talk, you know, talk about this. So, you know, right. you, know you really not trying in. to be like Nas, not trying to be like Nas and Belly when he was like, we moving to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you, you really honed in and it's crazy that you honed in on something that you said was an encyclopedia almost. So there's going to be a lot of great <laughs> lessons from that book. And just shout out to Rad for giving us perspective on where they're at today. 
What about you, friend? What did you find out there in them SoundCloud streets? So I actually stepped into the Twitter streets today. Shout out to Dustin. So granddaughter <laughs> of Tanqueray said, listen to the friends. On- Who? <laughs> 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 I love y'all. I really do. Listening to if the her friends grandmama named Tangare for real. <laughs> that's the really what it is. It's not even so much that she chose that. It's the fact that this motherfucker grandmama name is Tangare. That's where the focus lies. Oh. But I'm gonna let you ride. <laughs> Listening to friends on pod, oh. and I totally agree with letting the elders choose your partner. Before I met my husband, me and Spirit and the ancestors had a conversation about if I was ready and who was the partner for me. And when I met him, it was clear. I can talk about the ups and downs freely yeah, because a ghost. <laughs> because we recognize that we are imperfect and conflict is natural. And having the support of our village in tough times has held us while we get through. There is power in other people being lovingly invested in your relationship with you. I love that because y'all know that's the team I'm on. And I had to make it clear because a lot of people were like, hell no, I would never let my grandmother pick my boyfriend. I'm like, hey, 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 that's not what I was saying. <laughs> In the context, the sacred context of the book, Spirit of Intimacy, she was discussing how everyone in the elder community is very in touch with their intuition, with spirituality, with the ancestors and the information they receive is multidimensional. I am in no way talking about my grandma who's at home and does not tap into any of that. Obviously, she's not. Gonna, <laughs> she's going to be very disconnected with trying to decide who I should date. <laughs> but I think <laughs> she's just going to be like, he cute. He got money. You know, all the basic shit. So that's not what I was saying. <laughs> but if we had been raised... <laughs> DJ Tracy. Check, check, check. check. DJ Tracy. (laughs) But if we had been raised in that context of sacred spirituality, I would be more inclined to allow that and and be into it. So just had to put that out there because some of y'all had me dead talking about what your grandmother would choose. Uh, Dustin Ross, (laughs) what about... (laughs) First of all, all the comments and emails were hilarious. I love y'all so much. But Dustin Ross, what'd you find in the Twitter streets? All right, I got two tweets for y'all. One of them is hilarious. We're going to do that first. And then the second one is like black excellence and it's edifying, okay? Okay. okay. So the first one we're going to do, it comes from a woman named Bella at T-A-L-A-W-A-B. Not the acronym you guys are thinking about. Her name is just WAB. But anyway, so she says, what? she posts a she posts a picture from the Instagram account Progressive Love Academy located in Asheville, North Carolina. And in the picture, there's a um, black woman and two black men. She's holding one's hand and has her arm around the other one's neck. And the caption of the picture says, poly girls have all the fun. Here's me and my two life partners. One is a body love. One is a mind love. They're both 6'3". They both have beards. We all love each other. Okay. So... The Instagram account Tala Wad posted that picture. Here's the picture so you guys can see. I that saw that talking. too. Okay. I was like, okay. So she posts that picture and she says, this woman showing off her two partners slash men is progressive. Love to see it since polygamy often shows only two plus women slash one man relationships, right? <clears throat> so the tweet that caught my attention was the <laughs> one that quoted all of that. Okay. 
from the account at Darf D A R F B Y K E, um, and their <laughs> handle is Kind Hearted Bitch, and it says, "This is my worst nightmare." Finally getting two males to agree to an open poly relationship and they both end up being ugly. Oh, no, 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 no. When I I tell you. Oh, no. When I tell you, because it just threw me off. It was such a sharp pivot, y'all. I swear, it fucked me up. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, damn, I expected a harsh opinion, you know, oh, just on the gosh, subject man. matter alone. Fred, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. The no, no, no. Oh, my God, Fred. That's so Woo. fucking mean, bro. <laughs> now, I just retweeted it, so I know it's going to go. A lot of people that listen to it, y'all going to see it. I've been waiting to retweet it so that it would be fresh for y'all by the time we got to this episode. I saw someone tweet, congrats, with a question mark. (laughs) (laughs) God damn. The internet is ruthless. Okay. Lawless land, I tell you. I'm telling you, that pulled me together. So so now that we got that out the way, let's get to the good one, right? Ooh. The good one comes from Dreadcraft. Wait, Asante can't even breathe. (laughs) Friend friend was hitting all them notes and it took me out. (laughs) She couldn't take it. She didn't know. None of us knew where you do was about to take that. She literally said, "This is my this not even this is my." The tweet says, "This is my worst nightmare." <laughs> Finally, getting two males to agree to an open poly relationship, and they both. End up being <laughs> and did you see she has a sugar daddy too? Yeah, the white man. Yeah, oh, shit. They, my loves love for me to spend time with my extra love. I was like, this baby, <laughs> your girl this is, is big. Got it all going on. I'm okay. here for so it. Anyway. That's amazing. Wow. Okay, yeah, I ain't no hater. Look, Mm-mm. anyway, so Dreadcraft, okay, on Twitter said, Juvenile is pivoting you, hobbyist slash carpenting Instagram, and I, for one, am love to see it, right? So what he meant was carpentry, but it's okay. So, um, But Juvenile, the rapper Juvenile, he has um, posted all these pictures to his Instagram account where he has created these little, like, lamps and tables and little fixtures and stools and just carpentry, real deal carpentry, you know, and, and things that he's doing as a hobby. And I think it's so dope to watch, you know, someone who wouldn't typically feature a hobby of this sort. You know what I'm saying? I love it when you shock and awe, motherfucker. Like, that's what you gotta do. <laughs> shake it up under, shake out the floor ground from, you know how California be busting open and shaking the ground? That's what you gotta do to people when they think you're a one-trick pony. And Juvenile did that. So not only did and he back that cute. ass up, I want one of them stools. <laughs> And our friend was shopping. <laughs> friend that got her on some things. I'm saying, hey, love to see it. So shout out to you, juvenile. Shit. That's Y'all all I got to say. Y'all are funny as hell. So Woo! this week's episode <laughs> is going to be taken over by none other than Dustin Ross. So go ahead and tell us what we're getting into this week. You sure you want me to do that? Because you know it means you're leaving it all up to me. So. <laughs> We're going to base ourselves. Yes, we are. All right. If the rain is free, I'm taking it. Okay? (laughs) So this week, we're going to do something that we've done before. Everybody loved it and we haven't done in a while. And we're going to revisit the crime zone. Okay? Going back to the crime zone, y'all. Y'all, I am about to crack up laughing because if Fran had any kind of way that she was acting 
looking at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, this one here, I was looking and researching for, I, I felt like it was appropriate time for us to revisit the crime zone and share a story and just offer our opinions, you know, pour in, tap in, like Saweetie said. By the way, did y'all see Saweetie's mama, the pictures of her? Oh my God, in the bathing Vertiful. suit? She yeah, is beautiful. That, that ain't no equal. That's pure sugar. Like if Saweetie was a little sweet, her mama is pure cane sugar. <laughs> Do you hear me? And her I dad said, God finds damn craziness, Ooh. man. Tap in. Yeah, I had seen an old picture of her daddy where everybody was like, damn, that's Saweetie daddy. You know what I'm saying? And then after these pictures of her mama came out, I saw like them all together as a family on the carpet. Mm. Tap mm-hmm. in. And so her mama, like those are current new pictures of her mom that we saw circulate. She looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Her mama. I'm Miss picking Mama's. up putting down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He back to this. Dumb. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so back to this. Okay. I said, God damn. It's been hard, hard, hard time. Black coffee and a hard roll. You lose like you didn't been through it. Shit. But that mama is a vegan, obviously. Anyway, let's do it. Let's just go on. Let's just go on. Uh, so this week, I found a story. It's a true crime story. Uh, it's coming from medium.com. I know you guys are familiar with medium. I love medium, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. So um, they just have a wealth of knowledge about a lot of different shit. But they also had a few true crime stories that I thought were fascinating, one of which we're going to talk about today. <laughs> so this story is called The Unsolved Disappearance of 14-Year-Old Andrew Godson. Ooh, okay? I'm in. Missing since 2007. Andrew Godson got on the train to London and was never heard from again. Wow. Okay. Don't do that music, friend. It gives me chills. <laughs> Shit. So, on September 14th, 2007, according to medium.com, it seemed like any other day for the Godson family, right? They were going through their usual morning routine in their Doncaster, South Yorkshire home. So you guys know where that is. We in the UK with it, okay? Mm-hmm. Up top and Skepta and all that shit. <laughs> 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 you mean chop chop on the up top. <laughs> you know, that's, that's where we at. So, anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> was the mama, right? And she noted that her son, Andrew, the one that ended up going missing, he you know that Mariah Carey song, Fly Like a Bird? Mm-hmm. That's what happened. But anyway, so. Stop. Okay. <laughs> so anyway. Oh, the mama noted that her son had a difficult time waking up that day and he seemed really irritable. And it wasn't initially thought of as anything more than typical teenager shit because that's what he did. But it was unusual for him as the one thing that he typically did consistently was early, being an early riser. Okay. He got up very early every day. Now, this family consisted of Glennis, the mama, and Kevin, the daddy. And the kids were 14-year-old Andrew and 16-year-old Charlotte. Now, me personally, that's where the red flag started going up for me because when you ever heard of a 16-year-old named Charlotte? That's an old name. I love that name. (laughs) Yeah, now, you know, you see little, like, two-year-olds, like how you might see in Ethel, you know what I'm saying now, <laughs> but you ain't really saying no 16 year olds name. But anyway, when it was Charlotte on Charlotte, the Ozark. So I just started. Something didn't feel right at at that point in the story for me. But anyway, so that morning, now remember, Andrew is 14. He left the house at 8:05 in the morning, which was the usual time that he left, and he was he was wearing his school uniform, and he headed the direction of his bus stop. Okay, now this was only eight days into the school year. 
and Aaron's parents, Andrew, excuse me, Andrew's parents found out that he had stopped taking the school bus and was instead walking the 6.4 kilometers home. Okay, that's about four miles, right? 6.4 kilometers, about about four miles that this boy was walking home every day and only eight days into the school year. Right. He was definitely small for his age. And even though he was 14, he looked way younger than he was. He wore a very strong prescription, prescription, excuse me, of glasses. So he had thick ass glasses and he was deaf in one ear and was described as quiet and shy. So I already started feeling sorry for him at this point because obviously he had a lot going on that he was managing at 14, Mm. not maturing yet, you know, vision issues. So the thick glasses were, you know, an invitation for people to roast him. Then he was deaf in one ear. It was just a lot going on. And also, on top of all that, he had a unique double ridge on the inside of his ear. So right on the inside of his ear, there was like a double ridge that no one had ever seen on a person before. So okay. he was he although all that was going on, Andrew was still very intelligent. He was in several programs and teams at the school for, you know, um, people that excelled academically. And even though he didn't seem to enjoy school, it didn't challenge him. So he was smart. He got all of his schoolwork done, but he just hated the experience of being there. And so um, he had a small group of friends at school and his parents said that he really didn't socialize out of school and he would spend most of his time in his room listening to music, reading, playing video games, shit like that. They said that they never noticed any signs of depression or bullying, but he just didn't talk a lot about what happened at school during the day. And so back to this morning in 2007, although he headed in the direction of his bus, he didn't get on the bus, you guys. Mm. He went to a cash machine and withdrew 200 pounds. What? Wait a minute. Yeah. Went to a cash machine and withdrew 200 pounds. So that's about 230 something dollars, right? American, right? Yeah, mm. like today, yeah. About two, about two something, yeah. Okay, so withdrew all that money. Now, for me, you 14, right? I'm more surprised he had a bank card to withdraw money with. Well, that's what like, I was thinking. This is 2007, you said? 14? I wish. Right, like. So to me, these parents, like, what the fuck was y'all doing? It just seems too loose, you know what I mean? And too, especially for your child to have all these things that are. Um, special circumstances that he has to manage like where are y'all at why is he even able to not go to the damn bus take him to the bus anyway so he withdrew the money from the bank account and he waited in the park until his parents and sister left the house to go to work after andrew returned home he changed out of his school uniform which was found later in the washing machine what he put on a black slipknot t-shirt black jeans and packed his favorite book bag. So to me, it seemed like he had a little style. They should have just been letting him wear what he wanted to <laughs> anyway, but whatever. So he took his book bag, and he took with him his wallet, his house keys, and a PSP, which, Asante, you know what that is. Yes, yeah, right? a mobile PlayStation. There you go. So All it right, was noted. To the PSP. It was, you know, I always felt like they was too big, too. Like, remember when Marlo Hampton was talk, talking about Kenya Moore's lashes? Because they too thick and they too big. I always felt like that about the Yeah, PSP. they they so needed to take that big. back to the drawing board, yeah. It's like you holding a goddamn skateboard. But anyway, so it was noted by police that he did not take the 100 pounds in cash he had from his birthday or the charger for his PSP or his passport or a coat. So this obviously... It didn't seem like he intended for it to be a long-term trip. Right. Okay. <clears throat> but by 8.30 a.m., Andrew had left home. He was captured on a neighbor's CCTV footage, heading down Little Moore Lane, back towards the park. Now, again, red flag. 
Don't little who who is gonna live on Little More Lane? That sounds like <laughs> oh my a street God, where that shit be going down. Little More Lane, ain't that where them bitches lived on Desperate Housewives? <laughs> you can't choose the street Wisteria. name. That was Wisteria Lane. That that just don't sound. I I don't know. But anyway, I hope all our listeners from mm-hmm. Little More Lane tweet you about this. <laughs> me too, and tell me how y'all gonna get up out the hood one day. You know <laughs> how you gonna make it out? You know what I'm saying? Bootstraps. No. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, I, hey, okay, a little more projects. <laughs> Not little more. <laughs> so, so they said that he was captured on the footage, <laughs> heading down Little More uh, Projects, uh, scary ass lane, <laughs> heading back towards the park. He walked into the train station and bought a one way ticket to London. The ticket seller, catch this, y'all. The ticket seller remembered Andrew and noted that she tried to sell him a round trip, but he insisted on one way. It would only have been an extra pound to get the round trip ticket. Damn. So hmm. obviously, once they started saying that he was missing and stuff, the, the person who was selling the tickets recognized his face and gave this information to the authorities. Yeah. Right. So <clears throat> the story goes: Andrew boarded the train at nine thirty-five a.m. <clears throat> A woman who sat next to him on the train said she remembers him as being quiet and fully engrossed in playing a game on his PSP. Andrew arrived in London at 11.20 a.m. and CCTV footage captures him leaving the station at 11.25 a.m. This was the last confirmed sighting of Andrew. What? Okay. And there's the picture for you all that I'm talking to of him leaving the station. <clears throat> right? I told you he had style. His hair was cute. With the bang! <laughs> the bang! <laughs> <laughs> no! No! He had that emo bang everybody yes. had on MySpace. That was the year he too. <laughs> so it says that no one noticed that Andrew was missing at first. This is all odd to me, y'all. You, you tell me if you're getting those um, Netflix documentary vibes. What was the one we just <laughs> talked about with the uh, the girl who the man was playing that fake message for, and she, she thought she was in a spaceship? What was oh, that? Oh yeah, fan? Jan Broberg. Yeah, tell me if you're getting Broberg vibes from all this. But listen. <laughs> So they said that no one noticed that Andrew was missing at first, right? The school had attempted to notify his parents, but they called the wrong number to inform his parents that Andrew hadn't arrived at school that day. Wow. So no one was ever notified. The Godson family, like like what? So the Godson family sat down for supper and assumed that Andrew was in his room playing video games. Supper? When they... Supper. What time do you eat supper, friend? Holy hell. Nighttime. So that means that they just disconnected. Again, I told this you. whole a okay. whole day passed. Wow. So they sat down for supper and assumed that Andrew was in his room playing video games. When they finally noticed that the nigga wasn't there, his mother started calling his friends to locate him, thinking that he was out and had just lost track of time. She learned Andrew from one of his friends that he hadn't gone to school that morning. It was around 7 p.m. when the police were called to report Andrew missing. So they didn't even call to report him missing until 7 p.m. I know I got out of school about three at the latest. You know what I'm saying? My entire middle school, high school career, I got out of school about 3 p.m. at the latest. Ain't no way my parents would have not known where I was from 3 to 7 p.m. No explanation, just thinking, assuming that I'm just... Yeah, no, especially not just assuming you're in your bedroom. Like, my mom, the first thing she would do was knock on my door. Okay, she needs to know who is in her home. 
Like she needs to know, like before she could even get settled. She, I don't think she would even take off her shoes yet before she's already on my okay. door to make Bags sure. That's my point. What kind of household was this where you have a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old with lots of special circumstances, might I add, and you are just giving him that much freedom and just not... I don't even think it's an issue of them giving him freedom. They just didn't give a fuck what it was going on, where he was at. They just, I mean, you know, and I guess just, some parents are a little more lax, you know? Like, not everybody rules with an iron fist in their household. Right. So I get that, but damn, like, damn. Me too, but I think this is even like... Even some of those parents who are lax, you know where your kid is at. You right, know what I'm you're what just you not like hawking them. Allowing them to go, right, right, you know? right, right. But you know where the fuck they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. So he was so, never found. Let me tell you, no. So it says uh, so they initially eerie. thought that he had either suffered an accident or was abducted, as his parents didn't believe that he would have any reason to run away. It took three days for the police to learn that Andrew had taken that train to London. And it was the person who had sold him the ticket that called into the tip line in the first place. It took police three weeks to find the CCTV footage of him leaving the train station. Andrew did not have any social media, and it was unlikely that he went to London to meet anyone. The only computer in his house belonged to his sister, her laptop, and Andrew had no access to it. The computers at his school and the computers at the local library were all checked, but nothing relating to Andrew was found. His PSP was also checked, along with his other video games console, and it did not appear that he ever used the device features that would be needed to talk to people. His sister even said that Andrew had very little interest in connecting with people online because he just didn't seem social. So the reason why Andrew may have wanted to go to London was to attend a concert. 30 Seconds to Mars was playing the day that he disappeared, and there was also a show from a local band called Sixth that was paying a fair, playing excuse me, a farewell show. And the farewell show would be the last with the band's original vocalist. Since Andrew loved all this metal music, mm. uh, his, but they thought that this may have been the reason, but his parents were unsure if he was a fan of either band. Mm. Both bands, though, appealed to their fan bases to submit any photos taken from the concerts oh, wow. to the police to be scanned for evidence of Andrew. So this search like, was wide and vast at this point. Andrew's father... You ready? Andrew's father said that Andrew's favorite TV show was The Fall and Rise of Reginald Perrin, which is a story where the main character fakes his death and starts a new life. Andrew, however, didn't take enough belongings to take an extended journey. He didn't take clothing, a jacket, his PSP charger, or the remaining cash he had. Throughout the years, there have been dozens of tips called into police, right? But nothing has led to the discovery of Andrew. In 2008 a man went into the Leominster police station and used the intercom system to report a sighting of Andrew. That was one year later, right? However, the intercom system was used to replace a staffed reception, and by the time an officer arrived, the man had left. Mm. Police made public appeal for the man to come forward, and a man later wrote to the BBC claiming to be that man with the details of a possible sighting in Shrewsbury. It isn't confirmed that the man was even the same one that originally made the report, nor was Andrew found in Shrewsbury. In 2018, okay, so this is 11 years later, the Godson family revealed that someone had sent them an online conversation with an individual and an unknown person with the username Andy Roo, R-O-O, right? Andy, R-O-O, Andy Roo, Andrew, right? <clears throat> Who claimed that their boyfriend left them and they needed 200 pounds to cover rent. 
The person offered to send them money, but the user said that they didn't have a bank account as they had left home when they were 14. Rue is a nickname that was given to Andrew as a child. Mm. He would be 27 now. He's been missing for over 13 years, and his parents are desperate for his return. And should he or anyone who knows him see this, they ask that he reach out, and he lets them know that he's okay. Andrew is loved unconditionally, so they say, and would be very welcomed home. Now, another gifted student went missing 10 months after Godson, 16-year-old Alexander Slowly, right? Now, with this particular case, I feel like I sound just like the girls on. Uh, <laughs> you do right now. I'm, I'm in it. Shit, I'm like. <laughs> when should be like, now, and he's never found him again. Again. And then you hear that damn music. <laughs> then they do like this, uh, friend of the day. Now, another gifted student went missing <laughs> 10 months after And this is 16-year-old Alexander Slowly. Now, there isn't a lot of information on this case. He disappeared from <laughs> London. <laughs> Shout out to we them. I love best. that show. Love y'all, love y'all, love that show. <laughs> he disappeared from London, though, failing to return home from a friend's house. Now, Alexander, who, by the way, was black, had little money, no extra clothing, nor a passport. He did have a cell phone, but it lost connection the day he went missing. Investigators believe the cases may have a link, but they aren't sure what the relationship is. Alexander was last reported to have been seen around the King's Cross Station, which is the same area where Andrew disappeared. What on earth? They need to check so, the school library, the staff. Like, I don't know. Like, this is so weird. Because before you said the second case, I was going to be like, well, what game was he playing? Like, like they was watching the show. So I'm trying to think, like, did he get the idea he was going to create a new life? And he was playing the game up until and whatever. Like, I'm just so floored and I'm invested. This is insane. I don't know. Stories about missing people, like missing children in particular, always affect me. Because mm -hmm. my brain cannot reconcile it. Like, I'm like, where are all these people? Especially when you look at the, the stats of how many people go missing every year. Yeah. It isn't, like, it's, it's, un, it's surreal. The world is a, a scary, fucked up place to be as a 30-something adult, okay? Can you imagine being 14 years old and having to literally navigate the world on your own? No matter what circumstances you got yourself into, you all the decision making is up to you at fourteen. That is That's just an unbelievable. Out. Like, and the fact that his parents were just so casual about this shit, you know, and never really checked to see if he was even in the room. I just smell a dirty, low down rat in them parents. I do. I and that's even rat. scarier when you find out stories about the parents being involved. You know who had um. A story about a missing sibling. Y'all know uh, Winter Gordon. Well, now she's yeah. Diana Gordon. She yeah. had a similar story where her little brother went missing. Or I think he was her older brother. He went, one of her siblings went missing when they were all children. And she like just recently saw him. Wow. What? All these years later. And mind you, he went missing as a child. And she saw someone that was homeless in LA and was just, and she couldn't shake the fact that it looked like her brother. And wow. she could not shake it. And then And it was her brother. And it was her brother. Where had he been, friend? That's the thing. He she didn't, you know, go into detail about exactly where he's been all these years. Cause I don't know that she has had that convo with him. 
mm-hmm. um, because right now they're it, from what she shared on her Instagram, they're in like a reconnecting, you know, because he's gone mm-hmm. through a lot, you know, and and it's not something you just bring up. Like, where have you been? You know, it's like so. I think right. she's easing into trying to reconnect. He's suffering from you know mental illness and. He's just been gone for, I mean, I'm going to guess what's that, 20 something years? Like, Jesus. But Christ. I can't imagine, you know, it <sighs> seems straight out of a movie. You passing and, and you staring at someone like, dude, you look like my brother that's been missing all these years. So stories like that always blow me, especially, um, you know, understanding. That's a real QTNA. Right, for real. And, and seeing, <laughs> hearing things about like sex trafficking with children and. Oh God! That's always the hardest pill to swallow, you know. Even now, reading all the Epstein files mm-hmm. that are being unsealed, um, mm-hmm. just the the documentaries and hearing the victims sharing like how they were just because they were poor, you know, and he had access and he would kind of wave a carrot over their head of like, "I can get you yeah. into this school, I can get you into this." And using his access to to reel these girls in and then abusing them and him and that no good ass uh what was that woman Ghislaine. Yeah, Ghislaine. Ghislaine Maxwell, they, yeah. Both of them need to just burn and rot in hell. <sighs> Man, it's just bugged out. But stories like that, I just it's so unsettling. So yeah, unsettling. Now I wanna know where Andrew is. I wanna know where that boy is and I wanna know what happened. And I want to know how no one has been able to find anything on this. Why don't anybody know where he is? Why? And in a world where everything is surveillance, like there are Mm -hmm. cameras everywhere. I never understand Mm -hmm. how someone just drops off. You know what's crazy? This entire time I've been thinking like, I need to thank God so much because I I think I've said before when I was younger, I used to just run away from home. I don't even know why. I remember you saying that. You were just like, Wake up in the middle of in the, the middle night, of the like night walk off. and just go like and I just got to thank God that like nothing has ever happened to me because that was back before there was really like, you know, there was cameras, but like not like today. Like I could have been snatched up. I could have been trafficked. Like anything could have happened to me. So I think when I hear these stories, I just be like, wow, like I don't know what the fuck my problem was when I was a child or like what was going on spiritually that was telling me I need to just go or like like I don't know. It just I just. I feel bad that these people like go missing because it's scary. Like I just dodged that doing just because. And these people out here, you just never know what happened to them, and it's just awful to hear about. Especially with this Andrew character, and then someone like ten months later in the same neighborhood. I'm like, is this connected? Like it just wakes up so many different random thoughts, and it fucks me up. Yeah, I don't like <clears throat> none of it. Woo! Wow. Mm. So that's the story. Now I'm not gonna be able to Andrew. sleep wondering about Andrew. <laughs> yeah, so everybody do your Googles, research it, look it up. Let's, let's find Andrew Godson. We got to find out where this boy is with the Bayang. With the, the Bayang. And I'm also curious if this is something you've ever experienced, whether it's with a family member, a friend, a sibling. Maybe you were in that situation. I'm curious to hear your stories because I'm always so blown away. Did y'all see the big conspiracy with Wayfair? Yeah, and those cabinets. Allegedly. I, I can't buy nothing so off Wayfair. I'm, I'm terrified. I know. And then, you know, it just didn't make any sense. And, of course, they put out a statement, like, kind of being like, come on, y'all are ridiculous. This is another Twitter. So explain it. 
Why can't they explain it then? How in the fuck was a file cabinet $13,000 named uh after named a missing a child guy? coincidentally? Yeah. And then the 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 throw pillow that was like $10,000. And a lot of the names were like names that were not common, you know? Mm-hmm. Like we're not talking about like Anne and Marie and Jill. Like it was like very I can't even think of the names, but it was just names that were not common. I can't like every time I think about that, it literally makes me itch and I get goosebumps because that's literal evil for someone to come up with that that sort of concept and actually implement right. you know, software to accommodate. That is literally pure evil and it literally makes my skin crawl. So when that whole Wayfair thing, I said, and it's hard because like we don't know if it's true. It just seems so shady and also very plausible. I don't put anything past people nowadays. Right. Especially motherfuckers on the internet. Yeah, especially with the use of the internet. Like the fact deep that they fakes. can be so crafty. Yeah, mm-hmm. just the deep web and the and the way that they can move kind of like unseen like that. Man, super creepy, super sad, and oof, the I, world we live in. Y'all know I watch too much TV, so I've seen the scenarios played out so much on television. I'm just like, well, why it ain't broken real life? Yeah, so when stuff like this, excuse me, when it does happen, I'm like, well, is this it or is this because of the movie and people were like oh well wayfair put out a statement i'm like well y'all act like wayfair is gonna be like i <laughs> y'all <laughs> got us yeah like Here come the on kids back like, yeah you're right you're right you're right my bad like they're not obviously they're not gonna fess up to it because y'all said so on twitter like they got a lot of people involved probably a lot of um People in government, who knows? You know, all these things go so deep, such a, a web of sex trafficking. So I also noticed, uh, I don't know if it's because of the uh, Epstein or what, but it just seems like it's in the air more, these conversations and people are talking about them no- more. So we'll see. Hopefully something gets unearthed that that creates some type of change. I don't know because this has been going on since since been going on. But yeah, thanks, Dustin, for our... <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just had to. Right, like (laughs) had to put it on your mind. Put it on your minds. You know what I'm saying? It's been a minute. We gotta find you. So that's it. (laughs) Hey, HBCU fam, get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have one million dollars in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details.
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. So with that being said, let's go ahead and bring in the wind chimes. You got to clean all this up. <laughs> Not Asante doing this thing. <laughs> so do you guys remember when I told you about the Liberate Meditation app? Yeah. Where yes. the practitioners and instructors and content creators are black. They're people of color who center the black and people of color experience so that you don't feel disconnected from the meditations. It's nice to be able to hear a black woman discussing patriarchy or microaggressions at work, whatever it is that you may be experiencing. There's something for you by people who live like you, who experience like you and who are creating content for you specifically. Like I said, they center the black and people of color experience. That's very rare, hard to find as someone who has been in this spiritual journey and just this wellness scene for a very long time is very beautiful to watch this app come to life. Um, long overdue. The creator's name is Julio Rivera and he reached out to me and said that because I posted his app on my Instagram and highlighted him for the black business, they are going to be able to stay afloat for the rest of the year, which hey. is fascinating. So happy to hear that. Y'all know that we love that. And not only that, he wanted to give back by offering 20 three-month subscriptions free of charge for 20 right. listeners. That's incredible. That's three months of as unlimited meditation classes that you can think of guided meditations they have something for everyone they it's an incredible app honestly they they talk and cover every topic that you might be going through from grief to like i said microaggressions especially right now racism uh patriarchy you name it it's there by a person of color so if you want to be one of the 20, obviously it's hard for me to pick because uh, I don't know everyone that's listening and I don't want to be biased. So please tweet me. And I think what I'm going to do is that the first 20 people who tweet me saying, hey, I don't want you to give me no sob story. You don't have to follow me. I'm not going to make you beg and grovel for <laughs> the subscription. I honestly hate when people do that. Right. But the first 20 people that hit me saying, hey, I would love to be one of the 20 that receives this free subscription and consider it yours for the first 20 that reach out to me on Twitter and say that. So my Twitter is at Hey Fran. Hey, very simple. And if you are not on Twitter, cause I know a lot of you are going to say that I'm not on Twitter, <laughs> then you can hit me on Instagram DMS and obviously I'll just match it by the timestamps and we can go from there. So thank you to Julio Rivera Thank you to the Liberate Meditation app. Like I said, 20 of you will be receiving three-month subscriptions free of charge. So hopefully that helps, especially right now. I know 
people are looking for as much help as they can and helping them sort through their emotions and what they're processing with everything going on. So especially since we all didn't play the City Girls album out. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> we need something new. Something, something. So hopefully you find that useful. Wanted to put that into your awareness. And that's it for this week's wellness segment. Asante, Mr. Music Man, what you got for us this week? Hey for hey gave us something oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, friend, hey, gave us something. Oh. That need to be my tagline. Shit. <laughs> All right. Dead. That was Ty Dustin sign. Uh, <laughs> another great week in music. Um, mm-hmm. So much has happened. I guess we can start with one of the bigger stories. Um, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion have dropped us. Um, a nice gem, a, a, a great turnaround for some of what's been going on this year with the wet ass pussy. I would have just said W A P. I thought it was waffles and pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, very much could have been that in certain aspects, but because you know they definitely were serving the breakfast. Um, anyway, someone had a picture of Michael Jordan and said wet <laughs> wide ass pants. <laughs> I fucking hate Twitter. I swear to God. I saw somebody go tweet, "Hey there, Delilah, where'd you get that wet ass pussy?" Oh somebody tweeted that. Sorry, I tweeted that. Oh my god! <laughs> also, also, oh shout out to um, shout out to Char says so. You're killing her. Char says you're killing her. Char says so. Char says so. Says she saw somebody called Black Black is King, Bernice King. I fell the fuck out. When I tell you, I fell- I was down. Shout out to Shar. Shar, highest beautiful Shar. <laughs> Go ahead, Sasha. <laughs> Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion have given us a nice gym, a great track, along with a great visual. It was a, a double drop. Um, it's gone on to upset some folks, and people want to ban it. I think it's great. I All don't right. get it. I, am, am I? I just don't get it. Have we not, not always That's heard why. music like this? I'm so confused at people acting like this is new. You know what? This is a confusion tactic. Do not feed into it. Do not respond to it. This is something that has happened for years. They're going to bring up something that we've always done, that they've always done, just to get us talking about that. Don't talk about it. Keep pushing it. Just keep playing it any fucking way and keep riding. Because I'm loving the I'm loving Megan the Stallion's energy. Uh, she's been giving us. I'm going to collaborate with whoever I want. So continue to do that, Megan, and continue to drop bars on tracks. Continue featuring the new girls. I was really feeling uh, some of the cameos in the video. Uh, Suki Hana, <laughs> mm-hmm. De- mm-hmm. definitely. A- I'm. I love her more and more every time I see her. You know what? I, I don't know if I definitely. A sweetheart, like you know, what I'm saying, definitely excited to see what more Suki Han is gonna bring. She she's giving us levels, you know. She's coming with with some layers on her. So, so can you tell me who Suki is? Because I feel so out the loop. Like I keep seeing her. She's obviously her name is being thrown out there more, but I'm like, I don't know who this young lady is. Fran, I will tell you this: she is Suki with a good coochie. Okay, understood. <laughs> Asante, ain't she the one who was like, I'm 5'5", five five, but my throat's 6'6". Six, six. I don't remember that wow. part. <laughs> but that's a good one. Hold on. But you know what I'm talking about. But even if it wasn't her, every every time I see her, though, 
She was a part of the WAP roundtable. They Apple Music had a roundtable um, virtual discussion about the song and music in, in general. And Sukiana was a part of. You're that. right. It and was Sukiana. She, you saw what she said. When she was like, you know, she was like, when I hear when me and my girls hear Cardi talking about popping pussy, you know, on a song, she was like, that liberates us. She was like, and you know, I don't think it's nothing wrong with being sexual. She's like, because I got three motherfucking kids. She's like, and I got these kids from sucking and fucking. She's Wowza. like, that's a natural part of life. She's like, that's a natural part of life. She was like, and she's like, I don't see nothing wrong with it from you hoes talking about you got self-respect. How you got self-respect and you can't pay your rent, but you fucking him for free. She was, she just, she was so bold and unapologetic <laughs> that it was admirable. And I, and there's something, she's wild and, you know, racy content, but it's a lot, it's something endearing about yes. her. Yes. It's something that makes you want her to win and like root for her the more you see her. So she's an artist. I like her. Yes. And okay. yep, she's it. an internet personality and she's rapping. And yes. and t- back to what Dustin was referring to, uh Sukihana put out a freestyle. It's called Five Foot Freestyle. Um towards the mm. end of 2017. And friend, I'm gonna read you some of these lyrics because it starts off like this. <clears throat> I'm five foot, but my throat's six six. I'm a ratchet <laughs> bitch, suck a mean dick. You mad cause your <laughs> pussy ain't fat like this. And your man eat the pussy like chicken nuggets. Ooh. I suck his dick for some red bottoms. I'm a real hoe, bitch. I don't I, I don't spit, I swallow. And I only fuck with plugs, little bitch, I'm shallow. Put that pussy on the plug is the fucking my toe. Where is the Pulitzer? Okay. <laughs> so for those of you listening, Give her her that's the way Sukihana. you read that just took me down. Chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking about doing a little Maya my, my Angelou for you, but you know I say that <laughs> little spoken. I like her name though, Suki Suki Hana. That's a dope ass yeah. name. Yes, dope name, pretty looking girl, nice hood rat energy. I'm fucking with I Suki like Hana. Her. Also featured in the video, okay. <clears throat> I'm not gonna name everyone because I can't remember everyone off the top of my head. And even though there was a few people, but uh, you know Normani made her cameo, which was hot. It was good watching her do her thing. And I also appreciated seeing Ruby Rose in the video. Uh, uh, she's another young newcomer. Oh, yeah. She was in it. And Rosalia. <laughs> and Rosalia. Yes. Rosalia. You know I, love her. I was like, okay, I see they were trying to do the United Colors of Benetton. They threw a Latina in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had the black girl. They had the white girl. I was like, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, codes in all area codes. And, and Got it's, it. a, it's also a good look because, you know, Cardi always cross over anyway. So it's also her staying true to that, too. You know, like, I'm not true. just making a hip-hop record. I also, you know, still got love for my, my Latinas out there, okay? But shout out to Cardi B. She, We've always praised Cardi on this show, and it's not just because we love her, but it's because she deserves it. Like, everything that she's done. So great visual. Great watching her do the choreo. Great watching her do the choreo with Megan. Great w- watching her and Megan look cute together, uh, drop bars together. Feel, loving this camaraderie in the industry for the females in hip-hop. So congratulations. Shout out to their, their teams, too, with that video. That was a lot of work, a lot of effort, and you could tell. Shout out to EJ King, yes, stylist. That's my friend. Shout out to Tokyo Styles who did um, Cardi's hair. Shout out to Kellen who did Megan's hair, and shout out to Colin who styled Cardi. To me, those four worked seamlessly Voltron. together. On that video. Yes, like yeah, that, that was it just takes a, great a village. Team you know what? It takes a village. I'm, gl- I'm glad you did and said that <laughs> to put everybody on notice because that village they need to become a collective. And just keep doing shit in the industry together, cause that like that overall look for all of those people in the video, like it was great. So, and it goes so much further than just this. Their work as stylists, 
Cardi did a um an interview where she said that that's literally how the collaboration was birthed. Yep. Um EJ and Colin were hanging out and they were like, "Why haven't our girls collaborated yet? We got to hook that up." They um facilitated like a meetup for them. The girl Megan and Cardi got along and now look where we are. So Amazing. shout out to them cuz their their hands are far reaching in this industry. Yes. I love Colin. Mhm. Colin and Luxury it. Law are like it Nail for me. It. That's like they're just they don't miss. And if you don't believe us, look at Celine Dion's Instagram. <laughs> she was like, Law so fly, bro. Never, I'm not gonna say anything about that. Law hooked her. I mean, come on, he transformed her. The whispers in the morning became the whispers in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Uh, speaking of whispers, well, back to W's anyway. Uh, WAP was great overall. If you haven't checked it out, please check it out. Along with that, so many great artists who drop music, just people that I'm always checking for, people you might have heard me talk about before. Young and May dropped a track. It's called Big Stepper. If you have not listened to Young and May, she's still working. Oh, shit. Young and May. I I always love Young and May. I I just love Young and May. Like I see Young and May doing way more than what's happening now. I don't know what the what's going on. I don't know if there's even an issue if she's working at her own pace because she just might be comfortable and you know choosing creatively what she wants to do and I can respect that but I'd be having visions of Young and May on records with like Rick Ross and all these people so just glad that you're giving us music and you're still out here. Her and Ross would actually sound really dope on the song. Like Sante, that's a great idea. Like I, I just be having visions of artists so whenever they put music out even though they're not going to give me what I want I just be glad that they still working so thank you for still working Young and May. And Tommy from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, Sante, put her on there too. You ever heard her rap? You ever heard her tone? No, no, how, how she rap, Dustin. You ever heard her tone? Uh-uh. I've been through it. I'm going through it. I do it. It's Tommy shit. I move it to it. Let's do it. That's how she So it would, it would actually go perfect with them Young. Yeah. <laughs> go perfect. <laughs> Um, also Doja Cat is back. She has a song out called Freak. Doja Cat is just gonna keep coming. She's not done. She's not canceled. What do you say? I heard they showing feet in racial chat room. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I be saying that shit to Jade and Crystal and they (laughs) fucking Nori, yo. He's so (laughs) dumb. I heard they showing feet. <laughs> In racial chat room. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that should be the title of the episode. Wait, is that too long? <laughs> showing feet in racial chat rooms. No, that could be it, right? <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Done. Oh Jesus. My God. Oh my God. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to catch my breath. And I'm going to keep it moving. <laughs> So, uh, also outside of that, I'm, I'm going to move right past the show of feet. Victoria Monet. In racial chat room. <laughs> Victoria Monet dropped her project Jaguar. Yes, Lord. Yes, mm-hmm. Lord. I wish I, and I, I found her, it, but I didn't listen yet. And her and Kehlani flirting on the timeline about one of the songs just really just, you know, juiced me up. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is nice. I like nice. Kehlani. I like Kaylani too. She's, I like them both. And I like them both. Can I tell together. y'all something about Kaylani? 
Asante. Yes, please. I was trying to deflect it, Asante, because I see what you're doing. I'm trying to <laughs> yeah, dude, it. please go, because I'm trying to not My say anything. I'm getting a whole bunch of questions and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please just take the wheel, okay? So, like, sometimes, okay, so, like, you know, so, like, okay, so, like, you know, Donna from Black Ink Crew, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't know, you do Asante? I know who that is. I wondered why. Okay. You I only like know. That. I only know Ryan Henry from Black and Crew. From Chicago. Okay, so Donna's on New York. She was Can you introduce? So like, okay, so <laughs> you need to use your inside hands. So Black as Donna, King. Black as King. Bernice King. So <laughs> <laughs> Onlyfans.com. Wait. What? Dot com. Hey, that ain't that ain't no ad either. That ain't even no ad. That's the thing. You talking about a personal? I cannot buy my cell phone, and I cannot be held. Good. We don't need no phone. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need that. We don't need that fucking third eye. Okay. Anyway, so sometimes I'll be seeing Donna from Black Ink Crew and be thinking that's Kaylani, but I ain't never seen Kaylani and thought it was Donna from Black Ink Crew. I just wonder why that happens to me. I wonder why that happens to me. Why? You know, to me. Can somebody help me? Like, why do that happen to me? Why do I see her and think, is that Kaylani? But I ain't never ever seen Kaylani and been the like fact, Donna that's Black Donna what? the fact that it's Dustin. such a distinction <laughs> what you saying you tell Fran on a drunk night come on Fran <laughs> tell me not at all you oh walking past you talking about QTN I almost brought QTNAs back just so I could do the running into each other <laughs> <laughs> yo I'm but dead. I ain't never. It ain't never happened the other way around. And that's the part that I need clarification on from somebody. But anyway, friends saying dot com. Where the hell is that from? Why am I singing that? Expedia. Oh, that's what it is. You're so good. <laughs> Ah, good lord! Oh, you see, he said that psychic has. He said that three different psychics had told him that he was gonna die like soon or young or whatever. What? And he Ryan Ryan Henry, yeah, he tweeted out the other day. Hmm. He was like, um, he was like, don't put that shit on me. He was like, I'm 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 covered. I'm good. Like, sure, I don't want to hear that. Problem. So like, but okay, yeah. I'm just gonna come right out and ask your friend. Did you subscribe to the OnlyFans? Just and if so, so, like, but yeah, <laughs> just share the password. Don't answer on air. <clears throat> I I have not. Okay. But I you heard know, you just be like cooking on air. Oh, well. I mean, look, I'm a Taurus. That's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> a I heard, fine I heard man it's on food? that Dana what? Chanel shit. I heard it was produced by Dana Chanel. It's all a scam. <laughs> Oh, a holy scam! How you gonna scam you? Well, I guess that ain't nothing new though. Them pastors and shit been scamming for years. Oh, I mean, you seen Greenleaf? Hey, man! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And y'all know. Well, I'll talk about it. In the next mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, 
We're just going to do listens lately and move on because y'all have taken <laughs> me out. I don't have energy to do anything else. Like, friend. Except. except. <laughs> well, this ain't that kind of segment, so we're not talking about none of that. Dot com. Oh. <laughs> friend. What? What's that gift of uh, Christina Aguilera when she got that mouth? Oh, like, my God. I love that gift. <laughs> It's the closest <laughs> on the mouse for me. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna go. You know, Fred. <laughs> no, do you know what? I don't. I, I absolutely don't. Pupil. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Go ahead, Asante. <laughs> No, please. I would love so much to know what you all have been listening to lately. So, Fran, I would love... Oh, man, the title of this song just falls in seamlessly. Okay. So, touch me. (laughs) Okay. Falls in seamlessly will touch me. Okay. Look at Dustin's face. So, touch me. By Victoria Monet is yes. a splendid song. Um, I, you know what? I'm not even saying anything about it. You just have to hear it. This is how it goes. Went from hands on the wheel to hands on my thigh, hands on my body in the back of the Porsche. I'm in love with your fingertips, I reminisce places you kiss, girl, it's been too long And when you rock them short nails, that's low-key sentimental Now keep them cut, though, so there ain't no incidentals And I love them tattoos, I still gotta learn them all Tell me when you're gonna make them the right and so much All right. Kiss me. Ooh. Show me. And when she said, you, you cut your nails down. Mm, okay. So the next song is Lucid Dreams. Dot Have y'all com. been listening to B7? <laughs> Dustin. Not the fingers. <laughs> Dot com. So Lucid <laughs> Dreams by Brandy from her B7 project. This is my favorite song on the album, personally. I've had it on repeat. I love the album as a whole because I just love Brandy. She could sing to me about a burlap sack and I would be happy. It doesn't really matter. She did. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but I love this one. I've had it on. I really, I can't. I've had it on repeat and this is how it goes. One more strike in the mouth. I had to figure it out Before I lose Lose me to you Feeling like I got demons to take 
yesterdays got worse all the time. I was always high. I had to readjust. I got the feeling I didn't belong there. All alone here. I've been here before. Ain't no secret. You tell me tragedy inside made me alive. I wanted to die. I've been in such a brandy binge, like between watching Moesha every fucking day, baby listening mama, to B seven, <laughs> baby mama, listening to B seven, skipping that, <laughs> stop it. I'll be hitting skip so hard, I almost broke the damn uh, um, thing on my phone. Even no buttons, it's just a screen. <laughs> and you know what was cool? I don't know if y'all follow Erica Badu on Twitter, but she was giving major props to brandy about brandy being her inspiration, inspiration and then yeah. yeah and then someone posted a video of india Ari back in the day talking about how brandy was her inspiration i was like that's so tight like we forget yes. that brandy really well, was happened? the queen in the 90s like she had movies her tv shows her albums like she was a pop star like a whole that ass shit, black literally. pop star yeah barbies yep. remember she had a barbie Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I wonder. And it was a mother Barbie too for Sonya. Stop it! I, I think she had a. You don't remember? I think she had no. a couple Barbies while you playing because there was a Moesha Barbie and did they do a Black Cinderella Barbie? Yes, did they? and the Sonya doll came with pins. <laughs> Stop it! And remember when Brandy was on Thea? Yes, yes. <laughs> to the capital. Even before Mo, even before Moesha. So, and I love Thea. We were actually talking about that the other day, and Jade tweeted uh, Netflix and said, "Where's Thea at?" <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we want Thea. We want Thea. Well, I've back. been watching Moesha too, um, consistent. I'll save it for TV Land. Go ahead. Oh yeah, true, true, true. But yeah, so those are mine: uh, Victoria Monet, "Touch Me," and Brandy, "Lucid Dreams." Yes. All right. Well, then, Dustin, what the hell you been listening to then? Well, while we still on Brandy, I won't play it, but I'll just sing it because, you know, it goes a little something like this. Uh, one, um, <clears throat> I'd rather be kissing you, baby. Yeah. That's my shit. <laughs> I'd rather, what she said? Because uh, uh, anyway, that's my song on Brandy, Rather Be. That's like my favorite song on that. And Victoria Monet okay. wrote that. She did. Wow. Yep. So look no at the connection. Like yep, 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 yep. I need to listen to her project too. I, I downloaded it. I just haven't had a chance to listen to it. It's tight. Um, because I've been stuck on this Aminé project now. Yes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what y'all came to do, but this project is fire. And I just want to highlight a couple songs. This first song is called Fetus. And I, yeah. I literally have been playing this song nonstop. Working dead end jobs to my girl off. Me and my baby broke, so we don't know what condoms are. The chains my mama gave me clinking like they Dorothy dog. I hope my seat don't inherit my 
my dad's cholesterol I'm protective cause this world has got an evil will They giving guns with every motherfucking happy meal A shooter every month and they pretend it's daffodils My son will probably see that fire before a fire drill We fell in love and lit a flame before the tender came Back when T.I. bring him out in 50 with game We was a unit, something special, life was super bliss You shook your iced coffees like they was Shakira's hips You dig? I, I, I want it, but she, she, she called it, she want to get on it I tell her, I'm on one Love it, that's Fetus by uh, Amine The shit, the other song, one of the other songs that I love so much on here Is Roots featuring J.I.D. and Charlie Wilson J.I.D. You say you heard a lot about me Nigga, fuck what you heard It's all fun and games till it happens Like a base guy curse, yeah Cell keep ticking on me like I'm 617 Yeah, my cousin Steve steers like he's 617 Okay, devil on my shoulder Marijuana from Boulder You know my niggas in this motherfucking bitch If being ugly was pretty, I'd be the shit Never been nowhere, but these niggas, they love this Eritrea, Ethiopia, Habesha, Utopia Bitches getting cold, the niggas grab your Patagonias So I told her, quiet her I had to get a baby who could make me get wired up You know I'm about that action My nigga Mark could get it cracking. Open yes. up your soul so, and your <laughs> Roots featuring J.I.D. and Charlie Wilson. And the last song I want is Pressure in My Palms, which is the shit. Yeah, I got that pressure in my palms. Boy, I got that pressure in my pressure yeah. in my pressure yeah. in my palms. Pressure in my palms. Pressure in my palms. This is Britney Spears when she was bald, nigga Punkin' niggas way before they was punk, nigga Smoking Ashton Kush, so I calm down, nigga We don't wanna hear your mixtape, my nigga I fade niggas like barbers I got more pressure in my palms than Arthur Man, it's like when Fergie peed her pants That's when Honey used to dance Matt Barnes versus Derek Fisher Caught you niggas in the... Uh. When niggas don't finish they fucking sentences Steve Harvey said my name wrong, I'll catch a sentence Malice at the palace, oh, and Nona up in Saks Fifth This is metal world peace before the peace came, bitch So it's just a, it's a whole vibe Okay, I'm liking that Yo, the It's so, a the, whole vibe Did you hear Easy? The record with yes. Summer Walker where he Summer. sings? Yo Wow He's so tight He's so tight on so many levels. That melting gift. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what is wrong with us today? What is wrong with us? Fran, you. <laughs> anyway. I have done nothing. Uh-huh. Dot com. Uh, so <laughs> I just have one selection I'm going to play. I, well, actually, I'm going to just shout out one more person. Shout out to Black Boy JB. Um, he is big. Black Boy JB is someone that, you know, we've loved so much. Just got his ass beat. Well, did you see him fighting? I didn't. The other day, What? you didn't see the Where? video footage of the fight. Black Boy JB got beat up by, is it Young NME? What's his name? I can't remember the other rapper's name, but they oh, were fighting shit. on the couch. It was everywhere. You didn't see it? Damn. Nope. No. 
everywhere. Yes, and Black, he put the pause on Black Boy JB. <laughs> I promise you. Damn, I'm y'all got to see it. it. Well, I wish y'all could have seen. How did I know y'all wouldn't have seen it? I'd have been sent y'all that shit. I, yeah, well, shit, pull, pull that up for the top of TV. Right now. I'm just playing. <laughs> um, well, I feel bad. Black Boy JB put out a song called "Do What I Do." So, um. It, Y'all can listen to it or just go watch him do what he does in this video. That's what I'm talking about. Outside of that, I wanted to quickly just shout out and play a little bit of, of a girl group I've talked about before called Good Girl um, out of Philly. Good Girl, they uh, put out a song a while back with A Boogie with the hoodie. Uh, they w- had a cameo in um, Mulatto's Bitch from the South video. I talked about them on the show before. So shout out to Good Girl. They've been working. They have a new track out called Don't Talk Back. There's also a visual to go with it. So check them out on YouTube. And if you feel like hitting them up on Twitter, tell them that the friend zone sent you. And here is the song Don't Talk Back. Okay. So I stopped it there, creme brulee, um, for obvious reasons. <clears throat> Outside of that, <laughs> shout out to Good Girl. Um, it's just good to see a girl group, uh, four lovely young uh, brown, beautiful women, and they all represent their colors like the Power Rangers. I'm digging the theme, digging the fact that y'all out here working. So shout out to Good Girl. The name of that song again was Don't Talk Back. And outside of that, that does it for the Music Man segment. If you're out there listening and you feel like you want to share your song because you're going to do it anyway, tell us what you've been listening to. And with that said, now we can move on to TV land. Dustin Ross, please tell us, what have you been watching? Every time you say, if you guys are listening, I always think about this song by this group called Jimmy Eat World. Do you remember that it band? It just takes yeah, yeah. You remember Sweetness? Do you remember Ooh, the Sweetness? Does- when they be like... If you're listening, whoa. I always think about that when you say that. Okay, wait. Can I just take so, one more? So that's a, that's a music man bonus. Can, Sweetness by Jimmy E. Can I take, can I take one last liberty because you didn't set that? Of course. Okay, so Fran mentioned the emo bang earlier. We've been talking about Victoria Monet. I want that somebody... Bang? Um, <laughs> I, I would love this idea, this concept to come to fruition. I don't know how it's going to happen. But all these hot R&B girls that got that little alternative edge and even like the old school soul bitches to say, you know, we could have ate that if we wanted it to. Like, it would be dope to have like a soul mixtape of these bitches taking like that alternative shit and like flipping it. So like you throw SZA, her, Erica Badu and the bitches she wants to even Jill Scott if she want to play. Um, Like some of these bitches and they do like some old school renditions of like, because uh, like, this is random, but just go with me here. I would love to hear Summer Walker do like an Aerosmith style, like... Production-esque song Just cause they used to do Like these, some of these Cinematic-ass Like type songs So that's just A little random pin bonus And now, now I'm done for real I'm done for real <laughs> What's that Aerosmith Is it crying? I was crying, crying When, when I, I met you. you Now I'm dying To forget you <laughs> 
Low key summer would float on that. Yeah, she it, would. I was crying. She would be going off. So, okay. <clears throat> um, <laughs> TV land. Okay, so I've been watching Moesha. Moesha. Consistently Moesha. on Netflix. Since Yo, it, like, um, started streaming. Like, I can't. It's cra- I can't. And get her away. little brother, Miles. Miles, is so goddamn funny Isn't on this he? show. I and forgot I about it. I don't know how I missed that over all these years. You know, it's always a different experience <laughs> revisiting these shows. You know, after years and years have gone I by. I literally said the experience. same thing. I was like, I do that not remember brother, Miles being this fucking funny. From the very fucking beginning, <laughs> he has been hilarious. Him and Andale, Andale was so oh, goddamn I funny on that show. Rest in peace to Evel, um Wilson. But that was an incredible show. So and he was so little Moesha. in the beginning, you know, yes. for him to have that comedic timing, just awesome. which that was naturally in him. Them little facial expressions <laughs> and shit. He was fun. He was so funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's been great. And Shirley Ralph is just such a, a treasure to the black com- arts community. Yes. Um, you know, all the things that she's done and she's just such a, I love Shirley Ralph. The OG so. Mama D. <laughs> yeah, I love Shirley. Shirley Ralph was on that list. You know the list I'm talking about, mm-hmm. the people you can't fuck mm-hmm. with. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Okay, <laughs> second thing, Greenleaf on OWN. Now, if you guys have been watching and keeping up, you know that, unfortunately, um, it looks like we lost the bishop. <gasps> I'm glad you're talking about this because my mama has been like, "When is this going to talk about?" Green? Wait, we lost what? A, we lost the bishop. We lost the bishop. He died. I, I'm, it's still raw. It's still very raw for me. So please allow me. Please, I just um. Wait, but is yes. this a thing where we think he died? Like they did Ghost on Power, or the next we episode is called the Homegoing Celebration. Mm. Holy! And they're shit. showing, and they showing the whole family in black. Now I do know there's going to be a Greenleaf spinoff, so somebody in some of these stories somehow are going to live on in this spin in this spinoff. But honestly, I wasn't ready for the show to end, and I damn sure wasn't ready for Bishop Greenleaf to die. Damn! So I really die? have an attitude um, on top of me. I just had to say it the color purple. <laughs> and it's like, how did he die on top of me? But um, like he had like a stroke or something in um, May's arms in the bedroom. Damn. And they was getting ready to go get married again the next day. It's just so much shit. Like so much happened. So if you've been watching the Greenleaf, wow. just know that you are not alone. I, too, have been pulled to my wits end. And I don't know what I'm going to do to make it through this week's episode because Bishop Greenleaf passing away. Wow. Wow. I, I just. Help me. So I um so that's just all that we need to really talk about. Other thing I want to talk about is Housewives of Potomac because it's been so I was gonna ask, good. are we allowed to talk about it or not that you like in there? Like what's going on? Try it. It's been so good. Um I, I know that this season I am not going to have the most favorable um take on Candace Dillard. Yeah. Bissette. I'm just not. You know, um, I think that she is a huge problem and a huge part of the problem. And she is unwilling to, she lacks humility. Okay. And it shows in her unwillingness to um, be involved in conflict resolution. 
You know, all she's willing to do is get her digs in and keep it moving. And that's why you ended up drug across the table because you have that sort of attitude like that. So um, uh, Giselle is literally the worst dressed housewife I have that has ever touched the Bravo network from season one of Real Housewives of Orange County, which was the very first show they ever yes. did until now. She is literally the worst dressed housewife in the face of like every existence in the bravo any franchise every every since and and not ever since every since you stated that is country every time i see her i always see it i catch it every time and i don't even try to it's like an innate like uh, uh, there's a bow there like did did she have let's let's do she have on a sparkly dress with knee-high denim boots no that was candace candace that's candace Cause I saw people uh, tweeting that picture out, but you know I don't know who anybody is. I just saw them laughing. <laughs> yeah, Maybe we were all confused because it's just <laughs> she said she had gone around the world to get this outfit, and then she shows up in that. I, I just had never seen anything like that. So, but Giselle showed up at a dinner meeting or a lunch meeting with Candace actually, and she literally had on some white—I believe they were white ripped jeans in the front. She had on some sort of like busy shirt. She had a denim jacket over top of that that the back was completely like ripped in. <laughs> then she had the sleeves in that rolled up, a bunch of like no. pageant like pageant jewelry, like like oversized Miss America jewelry. Then she had a baseball cap on that somehow it was like a snapback, but it had a tiara that was poking out of the front of the hat. I did see that. It was laying on the brim. And of all that, guess what she pulled up in? A Gucci Fiat. Do you know that took me out? When I seen that Fiat, I could not Fiat. believe that. That you said looked like Little Kim. I did. I did that. say that. I what? did say that. We saw a picture of Little Kim with this Gucci belt on it, and the Sante She looked the she Gucci, like Fiat. Gucci Fiat. <laughs> and, and it pulled up in that episode of Housewives of Potomac. Yo, you And it hit me. It definitely hit me. But I love Potomac. This has been a great season so far, and I can't wait to talk to Monique Wednesday night on my Instagram. I can't wait either. So. A Gucci That's Fiat. It. That's it with, T- with uh, TV Land for this week, because I can't take can it. Can you please watch, or Frank, can you please watch The Lost Resort? Oh, shoot. You know what? I keep forgetting. What channel is that on? TBS, Yeah, right? TBS. I'm going to watch it tonight. <clears throat> I promise. I'm going to write it down. You guys know what I watch? What? What? Indian matchmaking. Yes. What are your thoughts? I finally I'm, got y'all um, watching it. Yes. The girl, who's the girl that got stood up at the, on the second date that she thought was gonna be so great? Oh, the I don't remember her name, but with the like honey brown hair. Yep, she's pretty. Yeah, super like, cute. Like, yeah. Yep. Um, I watch. I'm in. I'm. I'm endeared to her storyline. The yeah. other girl that's a lawyer that's really a um, perna lives in Houston. I fuck with um, her though, because <laughs> she's she I just said don't. She got the gall. That's the thing. She, she was annoying gall. at first. Like I was like, oh my god, girl, she just seems so crabby. But I like her juxtaposed with everyone else. You know what I mean? Like I like mm-hmm. that they're showing someone that's like, no, I'm not gonna settle. You're not gonna tell me who to like, and I don't give a fuck. And it, it's annoying mm. at first, but then I like it because I'm like, we need to see that kind of energy too. You know. Yeah, we need to see a few things. While she talking about, she obviously pays attention to what she wears. I said, ma'am, 
<laughs> you got on a tablecloth dress. Them shoes, then, bro. The her shoe shoes. rack. God. The shoe rack was crazy. Oh I was like, God. that shoe well, rack nothing but me chunky out. heels. Oh. Shout out to um Alexander Rogers and Chris from Pop Rose, who they used to be like, closed mouth, chunky heel. <laughs> Talking about the detective on power that always had her hand in her oh pocket. Oh my god. But that matchmaker was so shady to Aperna, is that mm-hmm. her name? Yeah. And Tanadia, the other, the tall girl, as soon as she met them, she was straight yeah. up shady to the point where I was like, okay, is it just me? Or, and then think about the reception she gave the guy, um, Prada Human, or what I can't remember what the his one name that was is. like it wealthy and, and light yeah. skin. Uh huh. Well, Did clearly. You see how happy she was yeah. to be like, to, like, you know, I'm like, she is like literally cutting these girls off, being shady. Like, I could not believe it. It was unbelievable. So, and you know what's so guess, interesting? You know, None of the couples from any of that season have lasted. Wow. So, I don't know how well the matchmaking, and to add on to add to it, even the book that we discussed last week, um, Saban Fusome, her and her husband didn't mm-hmm. make it either. They I got divorced. So mm. it's it's just interesting when you, you kind of throw that conversation into the mix. I've been told you about her friend. <laughs> <laughs> Dot com. And with that I told you about her last said, week. <laughs> with that being said. Oh, my God. <laughs> What? We're coming up on our anniversary. Or is it? This 14th? 17th? It, yeah. What oh, day is it? 17th. The sev- so by next week. Oh. Yeah. I just wanted to we say I love you we guys. We do something cute. Right? Yeah. Five years. Woo. Mm. Five who, years. Who knew we would do a year in quarantine? Man. Sacrifice. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll we'll celebrate somehow. We'll figure out what's this, how to celebrate on the show next week. But as always, you gonna get oh, never mind. Oh, and it's two hundred and fifty. This is the two hundred and fiftieth episode too, which is pretty cool. A pretty wow. cool milestone. Such a cool milestone. As always, we love you so much. Thank you so much for listening to us for the past five years. And yes. Lord. Yes, Lord. We will see you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 